0: Good morning everybody. How are you this morning? Yeah, a few people that were in the first service learned from that service because I called everybody out for not really saying much. So I'm getting lots of uh, hellos and whatnot up here at the front. So good to see you all. It's good to be in church today together. And uh, if you're joining us online, we're so glad that you've joined us and you're part of everything that's happening here today no matter where you're watching from or even what time you're watching from that's a little bit of a freaky thing you could be watching a week from now um, or a year from now Uh, so you're welcome here too it's so amazing in this time that there's been these health restrictions changing the way we do church We've we've been pointed to the vastness and the amazingness and the bigness of god Um, because he transcends time and space and all of these things. So wherever you're watching from, whenever you're watching from, we're glad you're watching. And I'm so glad that you're here today with me in the room. I've got my little car uh, with me. And if there's some kids in the room, you're going to want to find that car in your activity packet. We're going to need it in a little bit to teach our moms and dads a lesson. (laughs) Uh, It's so great to be chatting with you today, though. So we've been talking about vision, mission, and values here at Faith City Church As we're heading into the fall, right, we're in the fall, uh, we wanted to sort of refocus on what is it that God's called us to as a church family specifically. So Glenn preached on vision a number of weeks back. Uh, I spoke about mission. We talked about how uh, vision without mission is just a picture, how vision is the destination where we want to go to. And last week, Glenn uh, reminded us values are the vehicle that we hop into to get to where we're going um, it's just—it's an important time to remind ourselves of these things and to refocus as a church family so that we can really get about the business uh, of God's business, which is winning souls to Christ. Amen? And that's our hope and our prayer. So today, uh, as we usually do, I'm just going to invite you to find Colossians chapter 3. We're going to read a little scripture as we normally would. Colossians 3, we're going to read verses 5 uh, to 11. And then uh, Proverbs 3. So Colossians 3, verse 5 says this. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And these, you too once walked, once walked, past tense, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk, from your mouth. Do not lie to one another seeing that you put off the old self and its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator or after the image of God. Important verse here for us this morning verse 11. Here then there is not Greek, there is not Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Christ Is all in all. And then over to Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3. A familiar passage. um, Starting at verse 5. Which says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. But in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Will you pray with me once more this morning? God, we thank you uh, for the Bible. Thank you that you gave us these scriptures to um, share with us your love and your story. We pray that as we think about these verses today and uh, think about the the reach of your kingdom, its inclusiveness, Lord, that you would help us to hear from you. God, I want to leave this place changed. And I know my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ want to too. And so, Lord, we just take a moment to consciously open up our hearts to you. That is to just give you our focus. To say, God, we're here for you this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So, vision is uh, where we're headed. It's the picture of where we want to go. It's the destination. We said that mission without vision is just a picture. Meaning that if we don't have a plan to get where God wants to take us... We're just, we're just kind of, it's just wishful thinking, right? There's no action to it. And this week, uh, last week, excuse me, when Glenn talked about values, he talked about values being the vehicle. And so we can say it this way too, that mission without values is just a map, right? You can pull up the map on Google Maps or the Apple version and figure out where you're going to go. But unless you actually go about getting there, Right, unless you actually go, you know, take on a mode of transportation. It could be your feet, it could be a bicycle, it could be a car, it could be whatever. Unless you go about getting there, you're just you're just where you're at. You're actually not going anywhere. You're just looking at a map. And and these ideas are helpful for us as we navigate the call of God on our lives personally, but on our call as a church family together. There is a unique design that God has given Faith City Church. And that's why we're talking about values. And so a really important thing to consider is how do these values, like what, are, what do we really mean by values? Paul, what are we really talking about? Because we know that we value the Bible. So is that what you're getting at, that these are part of that? And no. So what we want to clarify today before we dig into our first value is there's a difference between our core biblical beliefs and our values as a church. And if we were to put them in priority, our core biblical beliefs would be up here the deity of Christ, the Trinity, you know, prayer, the ways that we practice our faith, the baptism in water and baptism of the Holy Spirit, all of these things are core biblical beliefs. And our values would be over here, less important in the kingdom of God, but critically important to us as a church family in terms of our unique design and who God has called us to be. So we talk about these cars, right? Now, kids, if you're in the room, go ahead and grab that car for a minute. If you're an adult in the room and you thought you might be bored. There are activity packs at the back. And you can feel free to grab one of those and find the car. Now, the thing about the car, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, what, what do we find under the, the hood of, of the car? Anybody can shout it out. We've got a few less kids. So, some of you bigger kids this morning. What do you find under the hood of a car? Wow, that was one big kid. Come on now, folks. Go. What do we find under the hood? Engine. Right. That's right. So cars have an engine. And then on the bottom, we got these four wheels, right? Four wheels. All the cars have them. What else? You got this glass on the front a wind windshield. Yeah. And then the things that go swish, swish swish, wipers. All the cars have them. All the cars have them. What else? A gas tank or electrical battery thing, that whatever propels the car. That's a bad example. We're getting off the, off the wheels here. But we got the wheels. What, what steers the car? A steering wheel. So all the cars have those, right? My car is white. What color do you have out there? Somebody has blue. Somebody has silver. Somebody has yellow. I know this because I bought them this week. They're different colors, right? Do they all does all do all cars come with a navigation system? Not necessarily. Do all cars come with the same tires? Not necessarily. No. But they're all cars. They're not all trucks out there that you have today. They're they're cars. They're not airplanes. They're cars just like we the church we are the church all over the city of Halifax there are churches gathered this morning in different ways all over the city we're all churches we all have the same core biblical beliefs like the steering wheel like the engine makes us all cars but then there's some unique design some less important things the color of the paint right the tires Different aspects that make the cars different. You might choose to drive a certain car because you like this car. You might choose to attend a certain church because you feel called to a certain church. Identify with a certain group of people. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about these values. They're important. They're not critical when it comes to your Christian faith. Because we're all followers of Christ in the body of Christ. But these are what makes us unique. And allows us to fulfill the unique call that God has placed on Our life as a church family. And that's why it's so important for us to go through these values and to understand when it comes to spiritual formation here at Faith City Church, what is our emphasis? What are the aspects of missional uh, missional, um, values that we are putting forward and we are emphasizing in the things that we're doing in around this church? And so today, I'm really excited that we're starting with people, our first one. And the first value basically says this, We'll read it together. They'll put it up for you on the screen this morning. And it says this, basically, all people in all ways. is a summary statement. All people always, based on John 4, Colossians 3, and Proverbs 3. Jesus saw potential in everyone, and so do we. He didn't play favorites, and we don't either. We strive to help everyone make a meaningful connection in our faith community, and we work to serve all people always with the best of what we have. Jesus saw potential in everyone. He didn't play favorites, and we don't either. We strive to help everyone make a meaningful connection in our faith community, and we, serve, we work to serve all people in all ways with the best that we have. All people, this idea of all people. You know, we can skip over that fairly easily and just, you know, like we do with some of the things in the Word of God that are so vast Uh, that our humanity, our human minds can't really understand them. All people, what does that really mean? You know, what is our context when we think of crowds and people? How many people have we ever even seen together? You know, maybe when you've been to the Scotiabank Center, and it's fairly full, and I think they have just under 9,000 seats there, you've maybe seen a crowd of 9,000, but what is that compared to the billions of people that live in the world? What is that compared to the 35 or so million people that live in Canada? Or the 400,000 that live in Halifax? Thinking about all people and just numerically, it's vast. How do we reach all people? What about the time in which people have lived and the people that have gone before us? And the gospel was for everyone, for all. Blows my mind a little bit. All people, we're here to serve all people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And just like the cars and their unique design, what's so important for us as a church among other churches, it's figuring out and finding our unique purpose and design so that we can add to the body of Christ this unique piece of the puzzle that our church is meant to fulfill so that the all people out there, all the different folks with different values and different interests and different ways of doing life can be ministered to. And then when we break that down a little bit further into our own local church, we're not all the same. We're different. We're rallied around one cause, but we're different, and we need one another. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, he talked about many members in one body. You remember that? All of us fulfilling different purposes within one local church. And without you, we're missing something. And without us as a local church, the church of Halifax is missing something. And it just works that way, going out further and further. And that is how we reach all. Because we all encounter God's call. We all endeavor to answer it. And then we all begin to serve all people in whatever way we can. Have you ever heard the statement, everyone is invited? Maybe you said that yourself when you're having a party or you head into the workroom at work and you're like, everybody's invited. Listen, birthday party this Friday, come on out. Everyone is invited. We've said it here before, too, and we've had events at the church. Everyone is invited, and we mean that sincerely. But if you really break it down, especially in light of what we just talked about, the billions of people around the world, the hundreds of thousands in Halifax, everybody's not really invited, are they? Maybe you said it in the context of a wedding. Oh, man, don't get started on the wedding list, Pastor Paul, and figuring out who's coming and who's not. But we rationalize. We can say everyone's invited, but then we rationalize why everybody actually isn't. And without even intending it at times, we create outsiders and insiders, those who've been invited and those who have not. Maybe even talking about this this way is a little bit painful for you because you feel more on the uninvited side. Well, the basis for this value through the New Testament, through what Jesus has said, if you look at Luke 14, you'll see a story there about a banquet. And the king is having a banquet, and he's inviting people to the banquet, and they're saying, no, I can't come, I can't come. And then he expands the invitation list once and invites all kinds of people but the room still isn't full and so he says to the people serving him all right go out to the highways and the byways you remember this story go to the highways and byways and compel people to come in and he fills it up and the whole point of that story is that the invitation is going out to everyone to all people jesus is the king inviting us through him all people to come to god And to know him with all of our hang-ups, with all of the challenges that we read about in Colossians, sexual immorality and bad language, and it went on and on, greediness and all these sorts of things that provides a spectrum for sin that has kept us away from God or that continues to, Jesus takes care of all of that, invites us all to come, and there's space for everyone. You can read that story in Luke 14, I'd encourage you to do that, all people always. Jesus saw potential in everyone. So do we. He didn't play favorites, and we don't either. We strive to help everyone make a meaningful connection in this faith community, and we work to serve all people in all ways with the best that we have. There are two things in my life, and I would, I would suggest to you two things in your life or two areas in our lives where we have encountered alienation from God and that Jesus Christ has actually brought us into relationship with God. And those two areas break down when we're talking about this all people, breaks down into two sorts of places. Colossians reminds us of this. One is the sin area, which I just mentioned, and the other is heritage. Colossians 3.5 says, put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness or greediness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. It talks about the judgment of God. When you look at those original languages, it means without Jesus, judgment comes to us when we're just living full on in those areas. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. That's the sin aspect. That has kept us from god previously and then there's another aspect this heritage piece which doesn't come into play too much for us we don't give it a lot of mental assent here in the western world which is okay but we need to remember that christ overcame this as well and so it says this god showed himself excuse me colossians three ten. 10 this is this and having put off uh, having put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator here then there is not Greek, not Jew, not circumcised or uncircumcised, not barbarian, not Scythian, not slave-free, but Christ is all in all. Now, depending on your context of life and your family, this might not play in, into you know, the usual equation of what we think of when we think of what Christ has done, but we need to recognize he blew away all divisions, including ones that have to do with na- nation and race and culture. We're all in this together. There is no Jew or Greek. That's speaking of the divisions that existed. Scythians, that's another people group that lived in Eurasia around 500 BC, a massive people group. And what Paul is writing here is that everybody is included. Everyone. These were two areas of my life that would have seen me on the outside of God's kingdom. Sin, we all share in that one. My, my, my family, my parents' uh, heritage, of course, were from India originally. I was born here, and my mom and dad came to know Christ. My mom's family was a Christian family for uh, one generation before her, but previous to that, uh, they were Muslim. And so my family heritage would have been outside of the kingdom of God. My dad himself was a Hindu and his, and his family, they, they were part of the Hindu religion, and he grew up in that and then came to know Christ. Miraculously, Jesus revealed himself to my dad. But this idea of heritage is something sometimes we take a little bit for granted, but Christ has busted through all of that and pulled us all into the kingdom of God and said, hey, you know what? If you're not going to be a part of the kingdom of God, it's because you're going to choose that way, not because there's not a way for you to be included. All people, Jesus made it possible. So all people... Now, this whole idea of all people always breaks down into three main areas for us this morning when it comes to this being of value. The first one is this, that everyone has potential. We see potential in everyone. So did Jesus. There are no favorites. A great example of this is John chapter 4. The woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. John chapter 4, verse 7 says this, A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away in the city to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her and said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. There's two barriers here that Christ is busting through, a number of them, but two that stand out for us this morning. One is one of, uh, the first is one of culture and country and nation, Samaritans and Jews did not hang out together. In fact, they hated one another. They didn't despise each other. You would never, as a Jew, you would avoid, in fact, Samaria when you were making your travels through the Holy Land. You would not go to Samaria. You would take the long way around to avoid it. And here is Jesus. Ah, I'm going right through there. And I'm going to more than just go right through there. I'm going to sit down and talk to someone. And more than just someone, a male, I'm going to talk to a female just because I'm Jesus, and that's what I do. Break down barriers. And in this time and in this season, Christ is speaking with this woman who, if you read the story, is quite promiscuous and has had many lovers and husbands and a different kind of checkered past. And here is Jesus talking to her. It's so astonishing that later in the chapter, the disciples are like, Why is he talking to this woman? They're astonished because he shouldn't have been according to the traditions of the day. But see, that's what Jesus was all about busting through those mentalities and saying, You know what? You're invited. You're invited. Come along. You're invited. And that's what he was saying in revealing himself as the Messiah to this woman. Another chapter, another verse that that helps us with this idea of all people and the idea that we all have potential and that there is no distinction is James chapter 2. We preached out of this passage a few months back when we were talking about racism and how there is no room for racism in the church at all, period. The gospel is inclusive and it does not discriminate. And James was our text for that. And it helps us today with this value. It says this in verse 2, my brothers and sisters, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the glory, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and say, sit here in this good place while you say to the poor person, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts. Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? Jesus came and he turned the economy upside down. The economy of the kingdom of God The first shall be last, the last shall be first. All you have to do is look at the Beatitudes and you'll see all about the kingdom of God and who belongs in it. And it is everyone, everyone. There's a way and place for all of us to be a part and to serve all people in all ways. The second aspect I want to bring about, the first was potential. Everyone has potential. This is why Jesus came to the woman at the well. It's why James is writing here about not having distinctions and not leaving people out but including everyone, making space for everyone. Second aspect is everyone being connected. No one left behind. Acts chapter 2, uh, 46. uh, If you read the the King James Version, the, the church has just exploded in growth. Peter has just preached an amazing message to everybody, inviting everybody into the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit has fallen and empowered the followers of Christ a dynamic time, an amazing time. Acts two forty six talks about how the early church worshipped in the temple. They came together broadly like we are today. They came together to worship and then they would go from house to house observing the Lord's Supper. It says from house to house and then later on it says with singleness of heart or oneness of heart. For you today watching at home and for those of us that are here, uh, today is the first week of the month and we typically would uh, share together in the Lord's Supper in communion and remember what he's done for us. Uh, Debbie put out a video this week, which is just great, uh, leading you in communion. And we hope that you'll use that today uh, on your own or with your families or in your small groups to remember what God has done. Such a type and shadow of what the early church was doing from house to house and in oneness of heart. Everybody was then connected the Bible even says that that the rich and those among them sold things so that they could give to the poor so that everybody could have enough everyone connected so that no one is left behind we see that in the book of Acts and then over to John 4 we see this again in what Jesus and his interaction was with the woman it says this in verse 28 so the woman left her water jar and went away into the town so she's talked to Jesus he said, guess what? I'm the Messiah. And she drops the water jug and off she goes. She goes back into the town and says, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. And then that, the verses will later tell us that many came and followed Christ. She'd left her water jug. She runs off to go and bring people along to Christ. Sometimes when we're trying to connect people to Christ, we run into challenges because we're not willing to leave something behind. In order to see no one left behind, sometimes we have to leave some things behind. Things like our past. Things like the hang-ups that we have. Things like that represent our identity. You know what? It's interesting. That water jug for this woman, it's interesting that she went out at the noon hour, it says. It's actually the time when nobody would go out to get water historians will tell us because it was too hot but she went on her own so that she could be on her own is what people conclude we don't know that for sure but it's a fair conclusion because she was a down and outer. she was on the outside she probably didn't have a lot of friends living the promiscuous lifestyle she was living and so she took that water jug she would go out on her own get her water when no one else was around and then head back and here she leaves the water jug and she runs into town and says everybody come and see this might be the messiah She risks that old identity, tosses it to the side, and runs to share the gospel with people, to tell them about Jesus. I haven't run around the city to share the gospel in a while. What about you? What about me? Are we we trying to include others? We've launched and relaunched our small group ministry as 10s here at Faith City Church. That's to accommodate the health restrictions. You can have 10 people in your home, can't have 20. When you can have 20, we'll rebrand 20s. It's all we can have at home. We've got groups that are meeting online. We've got groups meeting in homes. You can register for them today online and get connected. I want to challenge you to do that because in this season, you know, Glenn and I and the team here, we'd love to even be able to pray for you and lay hands and do that and, and get together and chat after the service and do all those things. But we cannot do those. And even if we can, let's be honest, what kind of great connection can we really make in a few minutes before or after a service? You see, our faith can't play out and grow in that context. You need to be in some kind of group. You need to have some kind of accountability to grow. And we don't want to see anybody left behind. So we're building these groups. I encourage you to get involved with them. So everyone connected, no one left behind. Sometimes we got to leave a little bit of our identity to the side. we got to leave some of that stuff behind so that we can ensure no one is left behind. And then finally today, just as we land the plane on values, on this value, as the band comes back and we prepare... To worship some more says this in proverbs 3 5 we already read it today trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways the first two areas had more to do with the all people this last one has to do with this always idea everyone served with the best have you ever heard that? Have you ever been like in a restaurant or at a gathering? And, or maybe you've watched Hell's Kitchen. Okay, I know some of you might have. I know it's a bad title. But I watched a little Gordon Ramsay in your life. And he'll say, has everybody been served? Has everyone been served? And once you come to realize I'm not no great restaurant person, I just go to them and eat at restaurants. But it seems to me that the next course cannot happen until everyone's been served. Or maybe if you've got some level of manners in your life, your mom and dad taught you something. When you sit at a table that's somewhat formal and food is being served, you sort of wait until everyone is served, right? And then you move on and eat or, or do whatever's next. Idea of everyone being served. I want to challenge you today because the truth of the matter is for us as Faith City Church and the call that God has placed on our lives We will not be able to serve everyone in all ways unless all of you are involved. You see, just as I said with the car earlier, we had those cars and we said, you know, these cars are a reflection of the kingdom of God. Let me find this car in one of these pockets. We said they're all cars, but they're different colors, right? They got different options. But they're all cars, all part of the body of Christ. Same thing for us here. All part of faith city church but we look different we've got different jobs different interests different callings and those different interests and callings allow us to relate to different people and as we engage those different people we begin to serve all the people that god has called us to serve all people being served in all ways this is embodied in the scripture here that we read today when jesus speaks to the woman about worship and talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. But the hour is coming and now is, he says, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. It was no longer about your identity as a Jew or a Greek or what your background was, how much money you had, your station in life. It was about your spirit allowed everybody to participate. It allows everybody to worship God and that is what He is looking for, nothing else. Just our heart towards, turned towards Him. In all your ways acknowledge Him today. When you submit your interests, your desires, the things that you like, the things that you enjoy doing, when you submit all of that to God, that becomes part of the all ways in which we can then reach people. I wanna invite you to stand with me today as we begin to close here. And as Nate and the team is playing, I just wanna invite you just to, to bow your heads, close your eyes with me. This is the most important part of this message this morning, this part right here where you bow your heads, you close your eyes, you have a moment in the midst of a busy week, in the midst of even a busy morning, you have a moment to just hear from the Lord. You don't need me to tell you what God says. You can hear from him yourself right now. What is he saying to you today in light of what you have heard? Maybe he's asking you to accept his invitation. Perhaps you have never connected to God through Jesus Christ. It's really simple to do that even right now, right here. In a very quiet way, you can simply say, Jesus, I I need you in my life. I wanna connect to God through you. And if you pray that prayer, we believe that you've been saved, that you've connected to God through Christ, and we wanna help you. Debbie will tell you about how we can help you in a little bit. Maybe today you've played favorites, you recognize in your life, you know what, I have given people preferential treatment in my life, just as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just to give you privacy. Think about that, have you played favorites? There's so much talk about discrimination and racism, perhaps today some of us need to repent of engaging that in some way, whether we meant to or not. Maybe we've played favorites. Maybe today you still feel enslaved to sin. We talked about that earlier in Colossians and listed all those different areas of sin and challenge. Maybe you feel separated from God a little bit by the power of sin in your life. Maybe you need to repent and just say, God, I need your help. I don't wanna be a slave to sin. I wanna be a son and daughter in you. Maybe for you today, You can get over the sin, you can get connected with God, but fully embracing your identity as a son or daughter in Christ, embracing that potential that you have to win others to Jesus. The purpose you have is just full of too much pain. Maybe for you today, you need to just say, God, I need your healing touch this morning I just want to invite you no matter what area you fall into whatever one you relate to if you want some prayer today just want to acknowledge that God is challenging I just invite you to lift your hands with me I'm lifting my hand I need the Lord to be at work in my life God today you see our hands and hearts Lord you know Lord the condition that we're in today you know the needs that we have and God I just pray that today you would meet us right where we are Lord, we want to ensure that Faith City Church is a place where all people are welcome and where we serve all people in all the ways that we can to the best of our ability. So come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Show yourself faithful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.